0: hello and welcome to episode the 21st of crying in the book club we are in the book club and we are crying about hawkeye uh i'm your host jean-luc i'm joined as always uh by my friends alex hello and emily hello how's everybody doing this week
1: doing pretty good
0: good alex is nodding it's exciting times. Exciting Alex has times. In the New world. hair too.
1: Yeah. Yes. The the Same bleach hair, the bleach is back.
0: Just got, yeah. Uh, maybe not maybe not new, but revitalized hair, we could yes, yes. we could say. Yes, it's uh New Year. It's been a new year for a while now, but you know. <laughs> new year, it's new still hair still a new year, yeah Yeah, it's still a new year, I still have time for my hair to be new But I won't do that
1: John, That's you exciting. should dye some of your hair
0: Have you ever dyed your hair before, John? Yeah But it, it did not go well because I tried to dye it blue And so it just, like, my hair is dark enough that it just didn't really
1: Well, you needed to bleach it, didn't it first take.
0: Yeah, and I don't want to bleach my hair Why? That, because it ruins, it makes it really hard to go back to the original color And I do like the original color of my hair It'll eventually grow out. It just depends, I, I guess, how much you do. Yeah. And everyone I know who's bleached their hair comes to regret it in the end.
1: I've never regretted bleaching. This my is a hair. warning. This is well a-
0: because you're never going to go back from green. But like everybody who changes their hair color that I know has always said that bleaching it ended up being a mistake because they couldn't go back to their original hair color and they can't move between colors. I don't easily, know if that's. So. True. I
1: feel like if you had a talented enough stylist, you could get back to your natural hair color.
0: I don't even have a stylist. That's what I, well, you, would have, one.
1: you would have to find one. Obviously,
0: my 3ds okay. has a stylist. Am that, I right?
2: Yeah. No, not... Jean Luc is in fact holding up a 3ds. I hope he gets a Street Pass today. That would that would really that would really be nice. To, really be cool.
1: Oh, I miss taking my 3ds to conventions and getting a million Street Passes. That's
2: the main. That's the main problem with the switch. It's like it's not small enough to be. I mean, it doesn't have Street Pass first of all. And yeah, that's the biggest places, problem. But like. Yeah, that, that that was the golden time, where it was like, oh my gosh, I get to play this, like, mediocre-ish game, but it's so exciting because it's with other people. Like, I get little pieces of ones. a puzzle. Oh, uh, the puzzle one was cool. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then there was the the one where you you have to, like, save the king.
1: Yeah, and, like. Captured. Yeah, like the little me fighter thing.
2: Yeah. I think they added more of those.
0: I completely missed that because I didn't have a 3DS in the time that uh, Street Pass was a thing, so. Mm, tragic. Or I did, but I didn't go anywhere with it when, you know.
2: Yeah. For, for for me, like, the only time I used it was, like, every year at Fan Expo, I'd go and it would be, like, I think it gives you, you can do ten street, but you can have ten people at a time, and then it's filled up, and it would be, like, you open it up, there's ten. You do those, there's another ten. It was just, it was the golden years.
1: You know who else passes through the streets?
0: I had an even better segue, but who passes through the streets, Emily? No,
1: I want to hear your segue! I
0: also have a segue, but...
1: I want to hear everyone's segues!
0: <laughs> well, I was going to say, it was also the golden age for Marvel Comics back in 2013 and 2014 when Street Pass was a thing. That was, yeah. That, that because was that was segue. the era when they released Hawkeye by Matt Fraction and David Aha huh. and Francesco
2: uh-huh. Francavia and... and- javier Polito and annie woo and yeah like the the artist on this book um i mean we'll talk about the art later it's just like wow really great ones i don't know if i love that it. it wasn't the same person all the way through but again we'll, we'll talk about that see i agree with that but when you have
0: such a entourage of banger like fill-in artists like it's
2: but anyway alex what was your segue my segue was exactly yours it was like oh, okay. the golden era of marvel's best time marvel now
0: yeah, Marvel. Everyone remembers Marvel now as the best time for Marvel. I Comics. will say, Marvel
2: now had the Hawkeye by Aha uh-huh and Fraction. It had um, Daredevil by Wade, Wade Insomni. It had. I think they ended up near the tail end of that did a Black Widow series with Wade Insomni as well. Yep. I think that's still Marvel now. Uh, Superior Foes of Spider Man, a book that I actually do want to read. I know. Uh, also, Gillen and McAlvey's Young Avengers. Yep.
1: What was the Spider Man book?
2: It's superior foes of Spider-Man. Kind of a similar um, vibe, but it's like the villains and they're just like shitbags and they're bad at what they do. And it's like d tier. It's villain. awesome. Um, yeah. It's by Nick Spencer. Nick Spencer and an artist.
0: Um, a, a, a phenomenal artist who I'm I'm blanking on the name uh, of, but somebody who went on to draw other stuff that I
2: really like. Oh, Steve liked. Lieber. So Steve Lieber, The yes. many foes of Jimmy Olsen. A little
0: DC book. All that I had in my mind was the picture of the dog looking over its shoulder. That was Steve Lieber's Twitter avatar for a really <laughs> long time. Um, so I
2: think I know. I think I got the guy.
0: I, it's the guy I was thinking of. But I think he's one
2: of the few people who are like on Twitter a lot, but aren't like degenerate on Twitter. He, he's no Mark Russell. He's no Mark Russell. Who I love his books, but on Twitter he's just like he's just like tweeting at every member of the GOP. And he's like, it's you're so not funny. good.
0: And it's just like, yeah, okay, but like, it's really it's really funny. I love it when like. Mid-tier, well, mid-tier in terms of popularity, not necessarily quality comic book writers and, like, e-celebrities just, like, get into politics shit on Twitter and just become reply guys for big, like, political Twitter accounts. I think that's hilarious. Matt Fraction, the writer of this book, not a Twitter user... Very, uh, very good, there, David yeah. Aha, a rare Twitter user, but when he does use it, he he's pumping out bangers. What was? Nice. It? What did he do it for? It was some sort of ah, uh...
1: some sort of aha.
0: Mm. <laughs> so <laughs> it was when they released the uh, TV series, and gave you know he got like no credit at all for the Hawkeye series, despite
1: even though they literally used his entire visual style for. All of the marketing and
2: everything in the TV show, and and, and the intro, and yeah, yeah, yeah. He's sassy little tweets.
0: Yeah, so he had some great tweets, and he also tweeted something about you know freeing Palestine. So good for David Aha. Incredibly based. Doesn't miss. Uh, does not miss. Uh, and we will be talking about David Aha's art in more depth as we go along. Uh, but first, here's your spoiler warning for this run of Hawkeye. Uh, if, you know, you have not read it, I strongly suggest you go and do so and then, you know, still come back and listen to this yeah. uh to Pause this
1: episode. the episode, go read 22 issues, and come back.
2: That's what I did, yeah, last couple of days. You paused this Two episode. Days. We started yeah. recording, we, we started paused recording. The recording. I said, wait guys, I haven't read it. <laughs> we,
1: should do our, we should start doing our intros before we even read the book and then come back to record I, the episode.
2: That's... See that's that, that is kind of a good bit I think I like it I like it I I will say if you do want to read it haven't read it yet it, there's a good paperback we were talking about before the show uh it's like. I think it's like it's like forty five bucks Canadian, so probably cheaper than the US. It's Thirty US, I think. That's great. Also,
1: if yeah. you have Comicsology, if you use Comicsology and you have Comicsology Unlimited, it's all on there for free. I but... did not have to pay to read this book, even though I was going to. Like I, I was ready, and I looked, and it, it's all on there for free. So
2: yeah, and and John Luke had one missing, but that was that was. <laughs> this is this all. is one of the books you know Marvel.
0: Uh, DC too, but Marvel especially has a tendency of like, once something's out of print, they pretend it doesn't exist anymore. Uh, this is not one of those. Uh, I think in part because they have the t- had the TV show, and presumably will do another season of that at some point. I hope they don't.
1: Be- did it, oh, Alex? Did it end in such a way that it wouldn't warrant another season, or did you just not like it? I'm gonna ask you more questions about the TV show later. I just a br- brief right now.
2: It there could be more. Okay. My grimacing was the current state of Jeremy one of its Renner. lead actors. Yeah. Which I I don't know if oh, he'll be acting. Oh, I
1: didn't even. So think, that makes it. I didn't even think about that. Well. Yep. Well.
0: It's okay. They passed the torch to Haley Steinfeld. So I. It would be rough to do it, but. Do a Haley Steinfeld. That's the takeaway. <laughs> it's okay. I mean, no, no. no <laughs> the Marvel will live on. to be fair, that is literally what the comics do. Like after this run, it's like Clint Barton is around for like a eleven issues of Lemire's run, and then they just complete. There are no Clint Barton Hawkeye comics anymore. It is now the Kate Bishop show. Can we?
1: Can we do a follow up where we read Papa Lemire's comics? Also? Yeah, of course. Yeah, Because I didn't know he wrote any for this, and I, uh, I guess, spoiler warning, I enjoyed this book so uh i would be down to to read more
2: yeah i i remember really liking this one when it came out and then i went to the launch party for papa Lemire's book and papa Lemire was there and i said hello papa Lemire, and he said hello and he signed my book and then i read it and i'm like this is very boring Aww. Um, so i'm happy to revisit it but i don't remember being being a banger
1: that's sad well it can't can't be good all the time
0: (laughs) We can we can maybe circle about back to like the Lemire and Thompson um, runs at the, a little bit at the end, uh, just to talk about like I guess the enduring legacy of of this run because, in brief, they try to do this run again, but they don't have the chops for it i think that this creative team does
2: which is strange to i don't think we've ever said that jeff lemire doesn't have the chops for something uh but in this specific case this is not it's not his forte of story it's not his
0: forte no. because i mean this, like this run has a very strong reputation for being like kind of zany and out there and experimental not calling it experimental is a stretch but by the standards of what like Marvel publishes, and especially what Marvel published at the time, mm-hmm. it's definitely out of le- a bit out of left field. Um, and, you know, that's not abnormal. Knowing what we know now about Fraction, that's not abnormal. But at the time, this was the guy who, like, wrote Fear Itself and Immortal Iron Fist, which well, I'm a Fear Itself hater. But, like, Immortal Iron Fist and, and his previous Marvel work was... I would say a little bit more by the books, not in a bad way. It's still good. Is fear itself the blackest night uh, ripoff? Yes, it is. Mm. Yeah. Nice. This is, um, but this is the one where this is his, his big two book, where I think you start seeing his more indie sensibilities start bleeding in. And a big part of that. Yeah, definitely is due to to the stellar team of artists that that work on this book as well. But this was originally published between like twenty thirteen and twenty fifteen. It like as we've alluded to, it was initially uh Matt Fraction and David Aha. David Aha, of course, you know, had to have a lot of fill-in artists come in to meet the 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 scheduling demands of the book. But he still ends up drawing, I think, the majority of the issues. Uh, but Javier Polito steps in to draw some issues, Francesco Francavia. This is I think, really, Francesco Francavia's breakout in terms of doing interior art in comics, uh, this is definitely the first time I saw Francavia interiors anywhere.
2: Afterlife with Archie, my friend. Huh? Afterlife with Archie, my friend. Does this not predate that? I believe Afterlife with Archie's first. Oh, I thought Afterlife with Archie
1: was, like, 2016.
2: You know what? It's 2013 afterlife with archie. So this was a big Oh, so they for...
1: contemporary concurrent 9 yeah.
2: 9 months. So probably not. Um So probably I would have read Afterlife with Archie first and then And then been like, "Oh wow, there he is." Well,
1: yeah. I very close.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just have to I just have to hold the torch for that comic. Of course. Yeah, yeah, but, of course. Someone has to. <laughs> <laughs> um But no,
0: it uh follows the story of, you know, Clint Barton, Hawkeye. The guy that at the time everyone knew for being epic in 2012's The Avengers uh, and spouting Whedonism, so all those guys had to get their own books again. Nobody really wanted to read a Hawkeye book. Like, not classically, not a very popular Marvel character yeah. until
1: that uh, some, movie. Something that this uh, comic brings up several times
2: he's like he's like like i think green arrow is way more popular as a hero because he's got a little bit of darkness to him and a bit of like angst and a bit of fun which i mean to be fair hawkeye was like a murderer for a while and went on that which which you see in the avengers films where he's like oh no where did he go for those years um but green arrow is like the the one people know about and the one that's yeah. interesting and then this series kind of really played into that nicely
0: and to be honest like even at this time kate bishop was probably a more liked character than clint barton uh thanks to the young avengers her like roles in the young of various young avengers books and the concurrent uh and mccalvey young avengers book which she also is in
1: which i assume we are definitely reading
0: <laughs> at some point we'll get to i've never it read yet. it before it's so fantastic
1: I haven't either, but I'm a, I'm a long-time Gillen McKelvey stand, so...
2: I, I will say it's strange. Like, we're, you know, we're, we're going to read Young Avengers. I want to read Superior Foes, and uh, I forgot there was a time where, like... I'm a very DC Comics reader when I started out, but there was a time when Marvel Now was genuinely like, oh, my gosh, it's, like, comics that are, like, cool, and really... Oh, my I God, only it's Di-
1: Marvel Now!
2: Hawkeye and Superior Foes, but it was like, whoa, from zero to three... Uh, you know monthly was a, was yeah. a big jump at this time i was
0: reading more marvel books than i was dc monthly probably damn because this was also when the like the first the beginning of jeff Loeb's nova book which i really liked at the time um but anyway was, this is x-men gold yeah well there's i mean there more more importantly there was jason aaron's wolverine in the x-men at this time and the bendis uh uncanny book with Cyborg, uh, Cyclops and Emma Frost and Magneto which was a great had a great lineup and all new X-Men when they brought the sorry now I'm now going down my Marvel <laughs> now tangent but when they brought back the original five X-Men in their younger forms and had them interact with, with the older ones and Days when they past. retconned Iceman into, into into being gay which Iceman's you know, always was...
1: been gay please
0: sure I, I'm willing to buy that but it the way that bendis wrote that <laughs> Look, is...
1: i i will be cl- i have not read that specifically and i have also heard about that
0: but anyway there was i was reading a lot of marvel at the time and uh... There were a lot of good Marvel books like this one, um, but I guess to to get into the plot, I, I gave the spoiler warning what feels like ten minutes ago now. But we keep going off talking about this and I, book. and other... about
2: Marvel now, but it, so it came, it came out uh, a year after New Fifty Two, um, maybe a few months because New Fifty Two launched in September of twenty twelve. Uh, this is twenty thirteen. oh uh, no, September of twenty eleven. Twenty eleven. Oh, so this was uh, this was they were behind for a bit. They were behind. Uh, so yeah. New Fifty Two comes out, huge sales, great stuff. Um, I think by this time, the New Fifty Two is probably. You know, still still somewhat strong, but, you know, you're starting to see the cancellations and stuff. Yeah, Marvel now had some good stuff, and maybe looking at U52, it might have been stronger, but I don't think it had as big of an impact on, like, sales and stuff that you 52 no. did but at all. Because
0: Marvel now was when Marvel really started. It was the first time, it was when they really started adopting the sort of seasonal uh, model that they have now, where yeah. every 12 months and every new creative team is a new number one. Basically, I I know that now they keep the legacy numbering like on the books, but they do renumber them all the time. And so I think it was I think people were got really tired of that really quickly. And also New 52 was a big like stylistic change. This was just like it was more Marvel books with a different slightly different veneer to them.
2: Yeah, and big names
0: there, but sorry, that that that's all the marble
2: now. <laughs>
0: Go ahead. <laughs> yeah, no, but uh, so yeah, this follows uh Clint Barton and and Kate Bishop uh through a really winding story that is kind of all everything ends up being sort of interconnected by the end. It it sort of all culminates in in one big plot, but it kicks off with uh Hawkeye coming out of the hospital after being injured in in a in a fight and uh goes home to find his uh, his neighbors being evicted by uh the landlords of the building the owners of the building the tracksuit mafia bro, who bro, are these bro 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 <laughs> eastern eastern european guys who call everyone bro and bro. just walk around saying bro and bro. are very gimmicky and shockingly dangerous that leads Clint to, you know, his his instincts are to do the right thing. And so he goes and buy. Well, he forces the owner of the building to take money from him so that he can buy the building and not evict uh, the tenants of said building, um, which, of course, does not make them particularly happy with him uh they want that building back it's later revealed the reason they want the building is so that they can demolish it and a number of surrounding buildings to build a luxury shopping mall uh this reveal comes sometime in issue
2: 20 i want to say
1: somewhere Uh, around there yeah
2: it's just funny that it has nothing to do with like it's not like to take over the world or to like you know it's it's like oh there's like people who I have a lot of money and want to build a shopping mall.
1: Commercialism. Dun, dun, the dun, true dun. evil.
0: Um, But in the meantime, you you always kind of get the sense that there's like some greater purpose to why they want this building. Cause they go pretty hard on, on old Clint. Uh, also partially because he befriends uh, this woman named Penny who killed uh, one of the members of the tracksuit mafia and he, and stole his very expensive car which she then sells to Clint without, you know, giving him the deets on why she why how she it ended up in her care.
1: Definitely did not give him a title for that sale.
0: No, no. Mm. And so there's all these sort of things that are building that uh, eventually gets to this ultimatum where tracksuit mafia basically makes it very clear to, to to Clint that they are going to just start killing people who are important to him until he gives up the building. And it sort of sends him almost like daredevil style into this like depression of you know feeling completely worthless and like he hasn't actually accomplished the things he wants to accomplish in terms of making people's lives better and he feels like when he tries to do the right thing it never quite works out for him in the way it's supposed to when you do the right thing um the tracksuit mafia brings a very creepy dangerous assassin over to go after him smiley clown man yeah and in, 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 in sort of like undergirding all this is is clint and kate's relationship and all of the other women in clint's life trying to tell kate to get away from him because he is a he's a massive fuck up and as jessica drew says at one point his superpowers that he'll disappoint you <laughs> uh and eventually you know it, it does become too much for kate she moves out to uh la for a little while and so you sort of get these these dueling narratives of, of kate trying to make a name for herself as a pi in la uh, and also you know being chased by meta mask uh, who has a vendetta against kate uh, after kate stole her identity earlier on in the book in what seems like a, you know kind of a side arc story like like oh you know let's bring you know Let's bring in a different artist because Aha oh, can't draw these issues. Let's just do like this two-part story, and then it mm-hmm. is, you know, becomes very important uh, later on. Mm-hmm. And while that's going on, you know, Hawkeye's life back in New York continues, sort of spiraling and falling apart. And it all sort of culminates in Kate's realization that she needs to go back to New York, and Clint ha- coming, you know, Clint coming to terms, at least to a degree. Uh, with 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 his wrongs and and why he feels the way he does, and them teaming yeah. up and taking out taking down the tracksuit mafia and yeah. saving the building and saving the day, and everything's not really okay at the end of it. But you know, it, a lot of stuff mostly works out. Yeah, except now everyone at the end of the book, everybody wants to. All of the villains in New York, all the mobsters and gang leaders, decide that they are going to kill Clint Barton and Kate Bishop. But ever otherwise, you know. They're friends small. again they got the building
2: yeah and he, I mean the uh, the tenants have learned how to stand up for themselves in a really neat way so you know,
0: great scene yeah, yeah. Uh, you
2: know except for that Clint, Russian grandmother
0: <laughs> Clint you know cuts it off with with, with, with penny at the end uh, after she brings him nothing but but bad luck but yeah there's a there's a lot going on there's like a it's a really intricately plotted book mm-hmm. in a lot of ways because there's just tons of subplots that feel at first like you're reading make Lots it feel of at friends. first yeah and and at first it feels like you're reading an anthology book almost of like let's just do like some cool one and two shot stories of the week wow yeah exactly which and a lot of those issues are phenomenal uh and then it's sort of all but it all ends up coalescing into this much bigger story by by the end of the book and we'll get into some of the more details of that as we go along and, and and talk about it a little bit but uh I guess we should just start with, you know, general thoughts. What you guys thought of the book. Uh, I know, Alex, you've read it before. I've read it before. Emily, this is your first time with it. So, you know, Emily, if you want to talk a little bit about your experience with it for the first time. And Alex, if, I don't know, afterwards, want to talk about your thoughts on it before, your past with it, and, you know, where you're at on it now. But I'll hand it to you, Emily.
1: Sure. Okay. So I was actually... uh... I mistakenly thought that this was the introduction of the Kate Bishop character, just because, like, I didn't read uh, Young Avengers, and I, like, knew of her mostly in the context of being in this book, so uh, I was surprised to learn uh, that, she, like, I, it, for me, this was sort of taken up in media res uh, for her story uh, and for their story, but... um yeah, I had been interested in reading this because I knew that they used it as the basis for the uh the Disney Plus show, which I haven't watched. But uh, I just was interested in the fact that they chose to adapt it specifically, and I like Haley Steinfeld, so I'll maybe I'll I keep I keep saying maybe I'll check it out. I don't. Think- Maybe. I don't know. Uh, even even the Haley Seinfeld liker gives it a thumbs down. So maybe not. But um, yeah, so I was uh, excited to check this out. And uh, I have some like, I have some qualms with it. But overall, I enjoyed my experience with it. And I had fun. And uh, I uh, am, am glad that I had an excuse to read it. So I guess that that's I mean, but that's all I can say. More on a general, like you know, I I could get into to nitpicks, but I figure we'll do that. Alex, what what? How is how was your reread experience?
2: The year was twenty thirteen. And I was in a comic book store and there was like, Oh, it's Hawkeye. It's a good comic, someone said. I'm like, But it's a Marvel comic. Marvel's gross. I'm a DC comics guy. Then I did my DC comics dance.
0: Yeah, what was it you said? DC is for boys, Marvel is for girls. So I don't think I said that, but Or actually I I think
2: think, actually actually you said DC is for girls and Marvel is for boys.
1: I know that. that we went back and forth on it a couple of times.
2: Yeah. Uh, but the point is I picked up that comic and it was, uh, it was like nothing I had read at the time, um, you know, getting in there after reading like, you know, Scott Snyder's Batman, some Green Lantern by Jeff Johns. It was like, oh, this is like, this is like funny and and quirky and the arts, really cool. And uh, uh, it's got some real heart, heart wrenching moments too. Uh, I really enjoyed it. And I remember reading it through and I, I presumably hitting the end of it. And then I hadn't read it for years. I have the number one issue sitting in my, in my room so i was like oh maybe i'll sell this someday but hasn't happened yet uh and then rereading it i found i really enjoyed it again um also have some qualms and i for me i think that the kate bishop issues aren't as strong and kind of like I, I feel like the I, right near the end there's like a few issues where it's like it's kind of spinning its wheels and kind of going. not like, as strong as i really want it to
1: be for
2: sure yeah yeah um but We'll get more into the the details there. I did watch the Hawkeye series, uh, which maybe we could talk about later too. And it's definitely uh, yeah. I have has, questions about. Hawkeye. It has some stuff where it's inspired, and then it's just some stuff where you're like, oh, they could have really done more. And this is this is one that really I think could have been adapted a lot better. But um, yeah, overall, Hawkeye, is cool. It yeah.
0: I think the best thing to, the, the the thing that best encapsulates a TV show is that it adapts the scene from issue three where they're in the back of the red 1970s Camaro and Hawkeye is passing or Clint is passing Kate arrow or Kate is passing Clint arrows, but it adapts it with a Disney plus budget and zero sense of style. And it is a painful scene to watch because so much of what makes this book tick is really the visual style and the, the visual language uh i mean you want to talk about color theory this is probably like color theory 101 uh is the work that that matt hollingsworth does in this book there's so like it it shifts color palettes all the time and it, it, in a way that there's ways that are like very profound and very obvious but do so much to set the tone and uh you know I guess to start off talking about some of some of the some of the art is probably a good place to start, but just the way that Aha sort of structures the different pages and the and panel layouts, like to you to go back to that, that car chase scene, like there's it, it is this like really high octane car chase, and in the middle of it there's all these like panel insets of like which arrows are being passed to, to Kate and it's you know, there's an irreverence to it in the way that like why do you need all of these trick arrows? Which, of course, trick you know for for characters like Hawkeye or Green Arrow, that's like a classic part of the characters. They have all these
1: and then goofy also trick arrows. like the the trick arrows at various points in the story are very important and I delightful.
0: Yeah. I, I love the thread where like she's like a boomerang arrow. Why do you need boomer a boomerang arrow? Yes! And he just he responds with because boomerangs, which is like you know it's like it doesn't make any sense it's like
2: it's kind of, very of the clearly, boomerang
1: arrow.
2: you can't fire an arrow and then have it come back and the, yeah i think the line is like why would you want an arrow to come back to you like if you're like shooting an arrow you don't want it to come and then you know but, but then
0: the, but then you know kate ends up using it to at the at the end of that sequence to get them out of a, a sticky
2: situation that's that's definitely one of the scenes where like rereading it now i'm like i remember this scene very very clearly and very vividly one, yeah. one of the highlights there um yeah So, I mean, on the
0: art, like, I I know it sounds like you guys have, like, really enjoyed the art, but, like, what are some things that, like, really stood out to you? Are there there moments or or panels that visually, like, stick out to you, either first time through it or or on a reread? I know Alex, you just mentioned the boomerang scene, but...
2: Yeah, I mean, I think just the way it does panel layouts and the way it sort of has so many issues that... I mean, there's a lot of issues that take place over the same period of time and actually end on the same... Oh, I loved
1: all of the overlapping
2: yeah yeah, you got that overlapping going on you have some issues that are silent you have the pizza dog issue which is the famous one told from the dog's perspective and it's like what does a dog see and what is it like look at people wise and how it goes on its own little mystery hunt thing and own little mission um and then there's you know once once spoiler alert as we've already talked but once Clinton goes deaf you also have ones where he's like the, you know doing doing sign language and doing that so there's a lot of there's a lot of thought more than just like the panel layout but actually like what is what is going on there and the different like uh directions and things going on it, it it almost feels like stage direction that you're seeing as it's going it's like it really adds adds a new level of a uh, it makes it engaging to read it's not it, it doesn't feel like you're just reading you feel like you really have to be like an active part of it almost uh, which, which is neat um and just super stylized as well
1: yeah I I mean like alex mentioned it but I love the dog issue <laughs> the dog issue was really cute and I just love like the execution of like what a dog like what a dog could reasonably like understand and like what a dog would like associate with different characters and the way that like it it identifies other characters in the book and like the way that it only picks up certain words and then you see those same conversations later where you get like the full context like it just feels like there are so many interesting and smart things done with like the visual storytelling of this book that I really appreciate.
0: The pizza dog issue is is phenomenal because it it is kind of gimmicky in the sense that like, oh, what if we told an entire story from the issue from the perspective of a dog? Like lol isn't that funny? And admittedly it's kind of funny uh but the way that it's uh, deployed is is so much more than that too because it's 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 a the murder it's it's a murder mystery that the dog is trying to solve and the dog pizza dog is constantly foregrounded but you see all these like hints at things that are going to come later in the background like that's the first time you see like the big fight that clint and kate have that leads to, to to kate leaving um and that absolutely stunning page of where it the the panel the, the panels are broken up by the door to Clint's apartment and Kate's standing on one side of it and Clint's standing on one side of it and they both sort of have their backs turned to one another. And leading up to that, like you see that they're talking and you get the you you again through like the coloring of the pages, you get a sense for like the tones of voice that they're using, but the dog only understands certain words and so it's such like a background it it takes place in the background but i think for stuff some of the stuff like that it kind of makes it all the more devastating when you eventually get the full context for it because you see you know what happens and then when you have all the blanks filled in that the dog doesn't understand it's this really like it makes it a much more impactful moment in my opinion the another thing like that that's kind of gimmicky is there's that issue there's the plot device where they have to get this hawkeye has to get this safe uh for for penny and the code for the safe is like disguised in this series of like old comic book issues and so each all those issues like you see the covers in the in the book like there are all these pages where like one one side of the page will be a comic book cover the other side will be like what's happening in the comic and the way that it plays with like you know the cover is sort of like filling in the background of the story uh with basically like one image and a couple lines of dialogue on the cover that are like totally giving you all kinds of information on Penny's backstory that like the book isn't just giving you outright It's such a clever way to use it for a book that I think is like really playing uh, with the comic book medium but also specifically with the superhero genre a lot like. Mm-hmm and does some I think some really interesting things with, with with the superhero genre and so much and a lot of that is only as effective as it is because of the the way that it's drawn
2: yeah and I mean talking about David Aja but I think my my second favorite artist on here is Javier Polito and his sort of trip to I think it's Madripoor Madripoor which is like the whole casino and the auction and it's just like it feels like such a fun little like it's kind of has has like heist vibes to it and like uh, you know you're in a different country and there's a great scene where uh, Clint's in a taxi and he gets his first the taxi have driver tries to steal his wallet and then he like fights him off and then someone else tries like it's like six different people that try to steal his wallet and eventually someone succeeds and he's just like huh okay cool and it sets the tone it's a I really like the he's got a real cartoony I I think he's overused when describing art but it's really like a it it really is nice and cartoony in, 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 in a cool way a lot of energy yeah, yeah. Polito's style is very
0: like almost classic, like newspaper comic-y, which really I think works for for some of the issues that they that they bring him in for. Uh, like it's it, his Madripoor issues are fantastic.
2: Yeah, it's it's a little similar to uh, Darwin Cook, but a little brighter. It the thing, not the Darwin Cook. I mean, it's also Darwin Cook's uh, source material is sometimes a little darker in, in what he's doing, like in the New Frontier, um, but. Definitely in the same vein and definitely a compliment to compare him to uh, Pluto. Yeah. Yeah, know for sure. Uh, definitely like in that school, same as like, you
0: know, Doc Shaner and a couple other people like that who work in modern comics now. Um but Yeah. I mean, I'm sure we'll talk more about the art, but uh a big part of the book is the, I mean, there, there's obviously this whole plot with a tracksuit mafia and everything, but a big part of it is uh the relationship between Clint and Kate. I mean, it really is like, the book is called Hawkeye and it really is about both Hawkeyes. It's not, I mean, I think it's primarily a Clint Barton book, but by the end, Kate ends up with almost as much screen time. So I'm curious, like, or page time rather. I'm curious what you, where you guys sort of come down, came away like with thoughts on like the dynamic that they have and how their relationship evolves over the course of the series.
1: I, so I mentioned qualms earlier and that becomes now um i there were moments in this book where it felt like they were leaning a little too into like kate as like a proxy girlfriend for clint in a way that i like i don't know like didn't think that this was going to be and they sort of like there are I don't know bits of dialogue that kind of lean into that, even though they also talk about the fact that like she is like at least ten years his junior, if not more. I don't re- I don't remember how old Clint is, but she's like eighteen, right? Yeah,
2: and there's a there's a she's there's a little line he says where he's morning. like he like refers to. Are her you sure? Like,
1: I thought I yeah. thought they said in the first issue that she was eighteen. Maybe I'm I, mistaken.
0: I don't, I don't remember, but I, I think she's supposed to
2: be in her early twenties here. But I, I also agree there's, about there's that. a line where he like refers to her like jokingly that she's young. He's like, oh, she's like eight or nine or something, and then like, there's like that scene, and then everything else that comes after that is just like, uh, it's just. I, I feel like they could have done the book without that.
1: I was uh, hoping. I don't think they for More. Was, but... I was hoping for more of like a, I don't know, younger sibling type vibe here and. I don't know. Like, look, I get it. She's an adult. He's an adult. Like, they could, like, feasibly be romantic partners in, like, a realistic scenario. But that doesn't mean it's not and, still like, weird and, for And me. everyone
2: he's sort of, like, partnered with, he's, like, been romantically entangled. So I understand, like, okay, it well, feel- that's happened.
1: Yeah, it feels like they're, like, paralleling her with the other women that he's been with in a way that like i i don't know like and then the
2: reveal is like wait she's different she's not going to get with him and it's like well
1: it i don't know it just i they i didn't love that aspect of their relationship
0: so i'm no 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 that, like that's very fair this is not I'm even my say...
1: heterophobia either like
0: <laughs> i'm going to say I really do love that aspect of their relationship and not from a perspective of like I think they should be together or that it would be good for them to be together but I think that like both of them are like she is romantically interested in him and he is romantically interested in her and both of them know that that is like that it's wrong and that they should they, they can't actually be together and I think that that is like one of the primary drivers behind like how clint ends up hating himself so much as the book goes on because he can't fully extra like he is incapable of like fully dealing with the feelings that he has about kate because he wants to see her as like a sidekick and a partner and a younger sister and not as a romantic interest but he can't help himself and i think that that like there is so much of this book that like as a character that is like what part of what clint's what one of among many of clint's problems is that like he can't stop himself from feeling the way that he does and he ha- and it scares him and freaks him out and so that like to me that is like what ends up being the reason why he feels like he need like why he gets into that big fight with her and is constantly irritable around her and obviously there's a lot of other stuff going on but i feel like he so much of it is this like guilt about how he feels, and knowing that how how he feels is wrong, but he can't stop himself from feeling that way. And and I think there you see a similar thing with Kate as well. It's not exactly the same; the dynamics a little bit different on, from her end. But I think that that's what makes like the that's part of what makes the character arc that Clint has in this so effective is that he he has he's so wrapped up in his own guilt about things like that. Um, and 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 not just with kate but also with you know black widow and Mockingbird and and spider woman and and penny and and everybody else where he he feels like the way that he feels about those people like act it actively hurts them and makes their lives worse and so like he can't and in this case i think he would be right like if he did something about it but i just i i just don't think that his arc works as well without that like, underlying sort of romantic tension there even if like as a reader you can know that it's wrong and and uh, the characters clearly do as well but i I don't know i think that it's i i personally think that that's like really well handled and well executed like Uh, the the way the fraction writes that
1: i i just i didn't like it and i didn't find it very compelling
0: okay that's fair like i i feel like
1: they you could have I feel like there could have been something else done with like these, this character relationship that didn't involve that, but it wasn't to the point that like, I, you know, it it hampered my overall enjoyment of the book. I just like, I, know, I just didn't, didn't, didn't enjoy that part of
0: it. Sure. Yeah. And that's, that's totally fair. Um, I just don't necessarily know that, like, the—and I know you could—there you could, there are probably other things you could do, but I don't know that the—that Clint's story works as well. Like, I don't know that it quite works as well with a different interpretation.
1: I—you know, you're talking about, like, a lot of this being attributed to, like, the—his guilt over those feelings, and I guess I didn't even consider that as part of, like, the character arc for the most part, so, like— for me, it almost wasn't that big of a sure. a part of the the driving character dynamics.
0: Yeah, no, that's fair.
1: And maybe you know, maybe I just didn't didn't pick up on that, which is you know entirely fair. But yeah, uh...
0: I I mean, I just think that that's like, and not to to dwell on the Kate thing, but like that's just like that's how he feels about all the other people in his life too, right? Is like he is very clearly wrapped up in like guilt about like. His marriage with mocking yeah. being extremely dysfunctional. And like, he hates what he's done to Jessica as well. Yeah. Like, in well, and they like, got all
1: that, obviously. Yeah.
0: Yeah. That, I, I feel like that is more like, oh,
2: like that part, that stuff is way more overt than I think the Kate stuff is. And, and I feel like that stuff, I, I like I, that stuff I find more effective than than the Kate stuff. Mm-hmm. And I like, I'm like, I'm, I'm like, I'm fine with that. It's like oh with Katie, yeah. You know, I'm totally that fine like, with cool. that. I think it that. serves the story well. I I think with the Kate stuff, it almost feels like it is, like, it it alludes to it in the first, you know, couple issues, and then it, like, kind of goes away, and they have the fight, so you can can draw those parallels, but it almost feels like, like, I'm glad they didn't go deeper into it, but at the same time, I also, like, it could not be there, and I'd be like, perfect, cool.
1: It also, Uh, like, it doesn't entirely endear me to Clint Barton as a character that this is the only way he seems to be able to connect with women in his life is through, like... Like romance and sexuality.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I, I I think there's a lot about Clint Barton that like is intentionally like the book. I think tonally is very endearing. Clint, not so much. I mean, sometimes in his stupidity, like there's an there is an endearing quality to like how kind of dumb and unable to pick up on you know, certain social cues he is. And also like his very naive, like, I just want to do the right thing. But, but I think that all that sort of plays into like what the book is doing with the superhero genre in the sense that like, you know, you see all the time in superhero books that like superhero are they're like, their characters who are sort of like allowed to like bend the rules and break laws and, and like solve problems by beating the shit out of the bad guys in a way that like always works out because at the end of the day, they did like, they, they did the right thing. And that's all that really matters. Right. Like, if you look at like, as a reader, you're all, you're like asked to suspend your disbelief around stuff like that with superhero books, because you're like, well, these are paragons of virtue, you know, they're doing the thing that's right. And, 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 you know, even when they have like internal conflict about what the right thing is, they always, like we talked about with kingdom Come like Superman always ends up doing the thing that's right. And Clint is like in a position where like, he he does the right, he he wants to do the right thing and he does do the right thing a lot of the time, but he doesn't play by superhero rules uh, or traditional superhero rules. Like he's not Thor or Captain America. He aspires to be Thor and Captain America, but th- there's almost like a, a there, to me reading this book, the, like the last few times I, I've read it start to finish, like this isn't like necessarily a new interpretation of it, but it's almost like, Fraction is asking you to like bring back, like stop suspending your disbelief and like actually ask, like, well, he can't just like buy the building and beat the shit out of the tracksuit mafia and get away with it because it's the right thing to do. And the book clearly positions it as the right thing to do, right? Uh, and and I think like any reader with that's you know has any scruples about them at all will agree that like yeah, like it's fucked up to evict people from the place where they live so that you can demolish it and build a shopping mall yeah and and clint is absolutely in the right and on the side of the right people here but he doesn't get to just get away with it in the way that other superheroes do and that's part of why i like his portrayal as sort of a dirtbag is that like other superheroes have to always be the good person and, and the paragon of virtue like i like i said and he just he he wants to be that but he isn't and he can't qu- he
2: can't ever like quite get there i like that there's like the you know he, he he does something and it like causes damage or he like you know breaks the breaks the law quote unquote and he's like it's probably fine i'm like i'm in the Avengers. i'm an avenger yeah like, there's that mm-hmm. like uncertainty where he's like but i could probably just get arrested right now i could be kicked out like there's and then there's moments where he's like maybe i'm gonna get kicked out of the avengers for what he's doing so <laughs> it's like it does kind of work out that like you know he's able to go to the to the auction and use his crazy like you know credit card, although he doesn't use it because the black, Ma- but he, he was able to get there and potentially use the billion dollar, like credit card that shield gave him. Um, but he's also like, I don't know if it'll work and it just kind of does work. So he's like, he's like very lucky, but he's also like very unlucky. And there's a nice, nice balance of it.
0: Yeah. There's that moment where he and Penny go in and bust up the strip club uh, where she worked to, to get the safe that I mentioned earlier and they get arrested for it. And he's like trying to tell the cops, like, look at my wallet. My Avengers ID card is in there. You know, but like, it doesn't quite work because like, he's not,
2: he's not Thor, you know, its he's not obviously an Avenger. They also kind of take the like, uh, in the New 52 Aquaman run, there was a lot of people who like, you know, the whole thing was Aquaman's a joke, kind of like Hawkeye. And they would like, they would just call, ha- they would just call Aquaman the wrong name after he saved them. He'd be like, thanks Green Lantern or like, it, it, you know, he doesn't look anything like Green Lantern or anything, but it was like that kind of thing going on. And this one, he's, I think everyone thinks he's Iron Fist because he keeps just, punching people cuz he's just like a, the, a he's like he's a white guy with blonde hair and he's like punching people. The continual like, oh. joke
1: of it, people thinking he's Iron Fist never ceased to crack me up. It was very funny. Also, another uh just another tiny uh, running bit that I noticed in Hawkeye that I really enjoyed was and this is not even related to any of the conversation we've been having, but I wanted to make sure I brought it up was uh there's this bit that they keep doing of, like, Clint brewing coffee and giving someone a cup. And then he's just drinking out... Drinking
0: out of the pot. Out
1: of the pot. Delightful. Every time it happened, it was just... uh, It just brought me joy. It was very funny.
0: Yeah. No, that it's Yeah, that's a great, like, sort of running, consistent visual gag. Like, when the cops show up to his house to question him, and he gives them two mugs, and then he just... <laughs> bottoms up from the from the pot it's very good there's a lot i mean there's tons of like little moments in in the book like that that are just super funny Mm -hmm. um and i think that the like yeah I, I, i think that like that the iron fist thing is deployed like to way more efficacy here uh given the kind of story that fraction is trying to tell about you know a character who like is a superhero but not quite Not like in the eyes of most people, not actually a superhero. And even in his own eyes, like also not actually a superhero, uh, which I think is what you get to is like sort of in the latter half of the in the latter half of the book. Um, I mean, we started this off by like talking about Kate, but and you both, I think, kind of alluded to earlier that the Kate issues weren't as strong. But I think generally you should just talk briefly about the uh, sort of Kate in L.A. arc, because it is... It starts off as being separate from the rest of, like, Clint and and everything, but uh, I'm curious what where you guys felt like those issues, like, weren't quite as strong and and why that is, or, and also, you know, stuff that you liked about them, if there were, if if they had stuff that you did like.
1: The thing that I did like was I liked that Kate kind of got her own nemesis for a little bit with Madame Mask. I thought that was kind of fun. Um, Yeah. I wanted, uh, I wanted the kate in la arc to be kind of better than it was yeah um i like i i still kind of liked it like i don't i didn't not enjoy it but you know like i don't know like i guess my hopes for it were a little higher than i guess it hit
2: and yeah and i think it makes sense to send you know with what happened in the story and they they have their you know their breakup as as a team uh, send her off and do her own thing but it almost felt like she was just killing time to come back to to sort of the main story, um, which, you know, she, 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 gets her own villain. She gets, she, she gets her own friends too. And, and, and that's neat. But it was also, I remember reading this monthly and it was like, I think there might've even been some delays with Hawkeye. And so you'd get an issue and it'd be like, it'd be this one in LA. And it's like, I kind of wonder what happens with the full story with both Hawkeyes together. And this felt like it was just like bringing in there. I um, Also thought like art wise, um, like it's not bad. It's just like, not, David Aja or Javier Polito, and that's that, that's really no like slam on what it is, it's just personal um, preference on the art. Mm-hmm. Um, it just felt like it was a momentum killer, and then it kind of ended very close to where the series ended, and then it kind of it kind of rushed the ending. I felt a little bit so, um, yeah. It, it almost felt like it was her own series starting at number one, which is kind of cool. But well, it, it is it is sort of meant to be like a soft launch for yeah. her
0: solo series that comes after this. But I. I, I do agree that, like, I feel like the ending of this book kind of comes rapidly. Like, it's paced really well, and then it just sort of ends, and it almost feels like if the Kate in L.A. stuff had happened, and there had been, like, a longer gap between that and her, like, coming back, like, maybe it would have it would have come off a little bit better. Um, I, I think it is, like, kind of a necessary thing for the story, because, like, Kate does have to, like, even, like, throughout, like, the Young Avengers book books, like, so much of Kate is of kate's character is that she like and and the show does this too but she like it, she loves she looks up to hawkeye to clint so much and when she first takes on the mantle like he's ronin at that point like everyone thinks that he's dead mm-hmm. and so he's kind of like he's never really like a mentor to her in the way that you normally you would normally think of like a superhero sidekick dynamic he's sort of like a in her mind, he can be the kind of like ideal thing. The, she can she can think he is whatever she wants him to think he is, um, and can look up to have somebody to look up to and aspire to be. And then like sort of meeting him, obviously. I mean, obviously they like each other a lot. Like even the romantic stuff aside, like they're a great. They do make a great team and like, dynamic duo. When they do have like the brother sister uh, dynamic, it is. Like, there are definitely some similarities to, like, certain, like, Batman and Robin dynamics and, like, other, like, great superhero sidekick dynamics, for sure. Um, but, like, there's a there's a side of her where, like, it's especially hard for her to, I think, extricate her identity from Clint. And, and similarly to, like, how, like, it's hard for Dick Grayson to extricate his identity from Batman. Like, that's why Nightwing. he becomes Nightwing. And, and, you know, she keeps the moniker and everything. But it is, I think, a similar type of thing where she needs to, like go to a different city and do her own thing and become like her own person where she's not just trying to a not trying to live up to this ideal that she invented in her head and b not trying to like make reality line up with the ideal Hawkeye that she thinks Clint should be and And that Clint can be, but like, and everyone knows he can be that except for him a lot of the time. And he refuses to even like consider the possibility for, for a lot of it. Yeah. But I, I agree that like the story that it tells about like Meta mask is okay. um, But it definitely just doesn't hit thematically. I don't think it hits as well on her, like really discovering herself and, and developing her, her own identity. It's kind of, it's it irreverent fits. in the same way that like the rest of the book is, but it almost feels like that could have been the moment where it dropped it a little bit to like actually let her uh, to be a little bit more serious and let her really have a sort of, not quite a coming yeah. of
2: age, but you know, uh, it feels too short to give her enough thing to like establish herself and then she's got to go yeah. back. So it it almost feels because it's not a really satisfying journey. It almost feels like, could you've done it another way? But thematically it does make sense for them to go their separate ways. It was just, yeah unfortunate. I, I will say one thing i do really like is like and i remember when i was reading it back in whatever 2013 to 15 was that it really established that they're both hawkeye and it's not it's like a shared mantle where like they're both yeah. in their own right they're hawkeye and that's fine they don't need to be like hawk woman and Hawkeye. although you know <laughs> the, the hot the hot guy thing is great i mean that yeah. is another great bit that
0: you know gill just keeps calling one of the other tenants in his apartment just keeps calling him
2: Hawkeye because i love that he's just he's, a yeah. he's guy like, yeah exactly yeah. uh but yeah like I, it's, and i, it's and I also love the oh sorry what was that no it was just the, the hawkeye hawkeye oh
0: yeah oh I yeah I, I also love...
1: love when they call each other hawkeye
0: yeah yeah uh, it's a it's it's yeah it's great but uh the, the gill thing i think is also funny because like when you're introduced to the character clint is like yeah everyone calls him grills because he just like comes up here and grills and then later like when he calls him grills and then like walks away and he says oh it's gill after hawkeyes walks away you're like oh it's just like he actually did tell them his name is gill but everyone thought he said grills because he was grilling and then he gets shot and then he the gets the shot head. yeah yeah <laughs> right the, after oh that God.
2: the one of my favorite emotional arcs is is, is gill and his 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 dad and then the flooding thing and it's like a small scene but just a nice nice touching moment where they where they come together and then Gil gets yeah. a gill dying was was the moment and i remember reading it again back back in the day where i was like oh my god like it gets it, it gets so dark because everything's working out well even though he like clints a fuck up but so far it's like oh no one's dead the dog's alive his name's piece of dog it's all good and then gill just sitting on his roof gets a bullet in the head and you're like what yeah
0: that is really the turning point because like there is this like cast of like side characters like gill who live in the apartment and like the the single mom and her kids who come over to watch christmas specials on clint's tv which is also adorable the
1: christmas special Um, bit was very
0: cute also where where he very clearly watches the beginning and then falls asleep and has a dream of his life in the christmas special yeah where like he is a dog and you know, he's like, I have to do everything by myself. And there's a Kate dog and a, his brother has a dog. That's, yeah, it's, it's an awesome, it's, it's a fit, banger issue. Um, but like you, you, these are kind of, they're kind of like almost a lot of those characters are like gimmick characters almost who are like recurring characters in a sitcom is mm-hmm. almost the vibe you get from them like the Ned Flanders and Mo of the of Hawkeye. And then Gil gets shot. And I, I also remember, like Alex said, like that being such a turning point in this book. I remember just being like, oh, okay. This is actually like, because that's like kind of like a screwball comedy almost. Like there, you know, there's some stuff going on beneath the hood. Like that issue where they, during the, the hurricane, where they go up to Gil's dad's house is obviously like very emotional. And like, there's some stuff with Clinton Kate. That's like, little bit deeper than that but it is you know that's when the stakes really you know get raised for the first time um and basically stay like permanently heightened from from that point forward uh just it's again like just like really good plotting from Matt fraction that like it's it's hard because like it does feel like by the end like he didn't get all of the issues that he would have wanted um but it also it's hard to like really make that case because it all feels like so well built up to and everything feels so like all the loose ends get tied off and every, or not all the loose ends get tied off. That's not exactly accurate, but like everything like comes together in the end, um, which is really well done. Um, yeah. Hawkeye's guys, uh, good stuff. Uh, sorry. I didn't come prepared with two. <laughs> other question. other questions because well,
1: we, i have uh like, some questions for alex about the like how how is the tv show like what did they end up bringing from the comic into the tv show uh, like
0: yeah. before alex answers are you not asking me because you think i haven't watched the show or because you just know that i'm a hater
1: i guess i assumed you hadn't watched all of it oh but... uh, no
0: i' I watched it all. Okay,
1: well then I can ask both <laughs> of you. I just like Hello. I I associated uh maybe enthusiastic watching is not the right phrase but i <laughs> i i associated watching the hawkeye show more with alex than with sure. you i guess but but i guess i can ask you both uh like what i did it for her <laughs> what did they i mean yes, yeah, i believe that uh yeah. what what did they end up incorporating from this comic into the hawkeye show like how did yeah. that how did that all play out i thought about it's, watching it i didn't it's
2: it's very oh. like bits and pieces and like you, you talked about the car chase with, with the trick arrows and it's like in there, the tracksuit mafia is in there and they're like, they're there, but they have like a different leader kind of thing. And there's a whole different story going on um, with that. Um, the big bad guy at the end is uh, spoiler alert, I guess, for the show, is it Wilson Fisk. Uh, and there's like a fight yeah. with him.
1: Okay. I guess That's, we
2: got to yeah. tie yeah.
1: everything together
2: yeah so he i mean he comes back and i i mean I, we talked about the daredevil show and i remember having fond memories of it and enjoying it and fisk especially in d'onofrio and he just kind of comes back and is like there and then gets beat up by hawkeye and it's like oh yeah
1: that which seems unbelievable
2: which Sorry. is funny because
0: kingpin is in this book like w- periodically he just shows up when all the villains are having their meetings yeah and he's just like portrayed as like why do i give a shit about hawkeye until the very end when he like really fucks up the plan to build the luxury shopping mall yeah but he's just like yeah you know what let him you know let the tracksuit
2: mafia try to kill him who cares yeah whatever but but like the tracksuit mafia is there there's an auction for items um but instead of it being uh the tape or anything it's like basically the the series is more about hawkeye's time as uh who was he when he was murdering people I thought he was dead yeah so it's this time as Ronan, basically like oh like they're auctioning his items used by the Ronan. it's like ooh, millions of dollars so that's it's really a more tight mcu where it's like what happened during the snap and what was he doing and the grief and all that um
1: yeah, it makes sense and then, because... and then
2: the the other thing is he does go deaf that is his like thing and then the person on the other side is is they're they're also deaf um and it's like that's sort of like the back and forth and then Fisk is there it's 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 an amalgamation with no real sense of style as Jean-Luc said but it does it, it like this is the one where it really takes from um mostly but it's mostly bits and pieces and not like really like the key emotional beats in, in that part of the story yeah.
0: it. It, it tries to do the part of this book which is that which is like Clint's self-doubt about his ability to be a hero because he's not like one of the you know mainline Avengers mm-hmm. but it it tries to do it through, like, his, like, guilt about, like, not spending enough time with his kids, which is way lamer than... It's like, Christmas the, time at the after yeah. thing, and he... Yeah. Because his kids got... In the MCU, his kids got snapped away, so it's like he lost five years with... I mean, they didn't, but he feels like he lost five years with his kids. Yeah. Um, It's also, like... I think the, the Kate stuff is, like, way worse because... like am Like well i specifically i mean like his relationship with kate but like the the whole thing is that like he said he didn't know it but he saved her in in the 2012 avengers movie uh and yeah, so she, if, that's if you like pause why, it, there's
2: like a helicopter that explodes and it's like yeah that's the building that kate was in yeah
0: yeah and that's like why she idolizes him and it's much more she's much more like bright-eyed and bushy-tailed than she is in in this like mm. because it's her it's her first outing as, as hawkeye which like by the time we get to the fraction book she's been hawkeye for okay yeah maybe time. that's why
1: yeah. i mistakenly thought that this book was her debut is because the yeah. show is like in the show that's her debut yep. that make yep. that would make sense
0: yeah yeah that that actually yeah that make that does make a lot of sense um but she but no she like in wiping away like that history it it makes their relationship it's like the edges are just all sanded off of it in a way that is like really unsatisfying Mm -hmm. um because it doesn't even like it it still has that thing where like she thinks of him as like this perfect hero and like in her mind he is just like an unassailable idol of heroism Mm -hmm. and so there's still like the the bit of like you know oh well maybe that's not really the case but it it doesn't play on those themes well as well as this book does i think and the the sort of like the simultaneous like adoration and disappointment of like meeting your hero and both wanting them to be better and also really you know loving platonically the person that they are it's yeah it just like
2: and most of the stakes are just like or and and like the mystery and stuff it's like oh he was ronin before he did bad things and like you don't even get to like really like he killed someone it's like oh wow he killed someone when he was ronin and that's why the bad guy does wants to kill hawkeye and stuff like that and it's like really like by tying him to the mcu it really kind of like neuters it a bit where it's yeah. like and you do meet some tenants but it, it, it it's not sorry it's not tenants it's a d it's in a it's a larping group yeah um that he sort of like calls to arms and it's like you lose the, the core that is the tenants and like, as an emotional thing and the LARPers are there and they're in an apartment building at one point, but it's like, it's clear that someone like read it through quickly and was like, we'll take this part of it, but we'll make it LARPers. Cause then we can make jokes about how they're like losers and stuff. Because one of
0: the, to be, we didn't really talk about this too much, but like one of the great moments in this book is like in the final issues when, the tenants all come together and help clint and his brother barney who, who's shown up at this point mm-hmm. uh, help the two of them like actually defend the building from the tracksuit mafia in what feels like the twist in the last issue of civil war if it was actually done well in terms of like <laughs> normal people getting involved in something larger than them and taking a stand and doing the right thing yeah and i love that like that's a theme throughout the book is like the, the like you know the like safety through community sort of theme of like you know we're everyone is safer and better off when you have people that you trust and you Mm -hmm. know the people you live with because you're always you always have someone you always know there's somebody who has your back and is looking out for you yeah and at his lowest like that's the thing that like makes the book tick is that like hawkeye always thinks that like he he goes out of his way to push people away because he thinks he's a disappointment to them And so much of, like, what makes the the character arc satisfying at the end is that, like, he actually does have people who care about him and not just because he's an Avenger. Whereas Mm -hmm. in this TV show, the whole thing is that they, like, idolize him because they think it's epic that they got an Avenger in their LARP who can do, like, real fighting moves and actually shoot a bow. That's horrible. It's the lamest shit imaginable.
1: That's horrible. Yeah,
0: Yeah. It's, yeah. Like, because, like, genuinely, like, obviously, like, I was always going to be a hater of the show because of how they treated David Aha. It's the same reason, like, I like. I could watch the Watchmen show and be like, oh, this is actually good, and I would still, like, denounce it at every chance I get because of how they treated David Mark. But, like, it's so easy to be a hater when they make it suck.
1: <laughs> Question. John Luke, you have maintained uh, this entire time that the Watchmen show is dog shit. Are you now... Yeah.
0: Because I've he, watched he no, I'm maintaining that it's dog shit. You watched shit. the first episode, right? I watched the first three episodes or something yeah. like that. I didn't get to the episode where they like. I know what happens in the episode where everyone like went crazy and said that it's amazing.
1: Yeah, I,
0: and I actually think that that twist is really dog shit, without having watched the episode.
2: Um, but no, I am maintaining that the Watchmen show. Sucks. Okay, I, guess I would was... say the Watchmen show is. Better than this, Hawkeye, as someone who liked it, but also like in terms of like shitting on Alan Moore or shitting on like David Aha that Watchmen show did worse. You yeah, know? like porch. the fact that it exists is like thing. This was like you didn't pay me. This was like oh you're using you, it. You know anyway.
0: Yeah, it's it's an unfortunate case of like you took all of his visual ideas and were like it's the like. You made this. I made this meme, uh, yeah. and they they did that to like a great artist who now has said who like now will just not work with Marvel. But
2: anymore. it's also clear like, that they didn't like that they really just took the palette. Of like for the intro and the and, the, and yeah. the marketing because the actual show doesn't have any like it would have been cool if they got someone like I, I was thinking the guy who directed not, Baby Driver not dissimilar just, just to uh,
1: Chilling Adventures where they like used all of the comic art in the intro and then yeah. the show doesn't resemble the comic almost it's at a all. classic CW
2: show yeah, yeah yeah but yeah it's like if they had gotten someone to direct these episodes that like did cool shots or like like I'm thinking Baby Driver because I don't know. Like he Edgar does, Wright, Edgar Wright, like, who also a, did Scott Pilgrim. So it's not like a bat, like yeah, with like like I think he could do well with the Hawkeye thing and actually bring some like visual charm to a visual thing because like if you're just stealing his you know pretty art for the intro and like the marketing, that's cool, but like it, that's not really what makes the book tick. That's not what really is like yeah. the point of it. It's just, and that's why it feels like such a oh okay, great, cool theme. Yeah, you didn't pay for it, but. Hmm. Yeah, you, you. I
0: mean, You just can't understand how much, how important. Like, even though, like, like I know that, like, there's a there are a lot of artists who work on this book, but Aha is the one who like made the style guide for it, basically in yeah. those first three issues. Yeah, yeah and yeah, you can yeah. tell that, like, when Polito and Frank Evia and and a couple others take over for the art, they are following like you know the style and that that Aha established in yeah. terms of, like the way they draw Clint and the way they draw Kate and and all of that. So
2: it's you know okay uh adaptation sorry civil war is a good adaptation because it's better than the comic policy disagree it's not good disagree it's it's better than the comic i
1: think
2: they're disagree i think they're just bad in
1: different ways
0: they're bad in different ways and also civil war takes way more like the movie is way stupider than the comic like the book whiffs on its swings but at least it takes them and is like trying to say something mm-hmm. whereas the movie is just like the ultimate dumb guy shit.
2: I I was just being edgy. I don't really feel for the Civil War movie, but <laughs> <laughs> we were talking about things. I don't know. Yeah.
1: No, but I Alex I, yeah. wasn't uh Alex wasn't doesn't actually believe this. He was just saying <laughs> words recreationally.
2: <laughs> yeah it's it's a little pastime of mine. Uh, but Hawkeye, David Aha and Mr. Matt Fraction and other people is good. Yeah, it. enjoyed it. It's good. It's good. Well, any uh, any closing thoughts on 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 the on the book? I think that there doesn't need to be another Matt. No, not another Matt Fraction. There doesn't need to be another Clint Clinton Barton Hawkeye book ever again. I think this is this is it. You see it. You're at the end. It's cool. Let's see. You go younger. I think it's like a good send off. Give Kate Bishop everything, which I, apparently that's what they've that's done what they've so. Done um yeah i disagree
0: i i I think that like yeah clint should be a secondary character in the kate books i think sure which they have like kind of just jettisoned him almost entirely which i think is a mistake but cowards yeah
1: i let him be like
2: a cranky old man that she like is friends with then let let him get shot on the head when he's flipping burgers, you know. <laughs> Civil War three, whoa! I, I
1: uh, enjoyed getting to know Kate Bishop. That's my yeah. my big takeaway from from this. So um, I'm excited to eventually we'll do Young Avengers
0: we should really do young Avengers. And I think you would also really like the Kelly Thompson.
1: I mean, I, I am historically a a Kelly Thompson liker. Uh, She did the uh, gem and the holograms comics that I love very much. So uh, not surprising at all.
0: Yeah. It's, it's, it's hard to read other Hawkeye books because visually none of them are this, but that, that run is, is, is really good. Nice. Um, who do we think cries the most in, in Hawkeye? Clint. 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 Clint, Clint. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no contest. No. No contest. Yeah.
1: Although that the clown, he has uh, a, a permanent yeah. tier. He has a permanent tier.
2: He doesn't have a lot of page space, but he does a lot of page space. And like, in, there's like two issues about him, kind of, right? And then there's the- like he's he's there. Hmm.
0: I love that Frank Avia drawn issue where he meets kate at one of her dad's parties the assassin yes and they're talking about their jobs to each other which you know he's not he's a murderer and she's a superhero uh with like not it, it's classic like long halloween bruce and selena shit of like <laughs> we are going to we are going to fight each other in five minutes but in the meantime not with not with the same like Romantic very overtly Romantic stuff of like Bruce and Selena But like we're going to meet each other in five minutes And fight but for now we're just going to have like A normal conversation And I love the 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 Way that like Frank Evia draws That issue of like he's talking about like You know how he gets to do what he loves And then it's like kind of like him like Shooting people through car windows and like just murdering people in really fucked up ways, and of course it's Frank Avia, so it has this like really like it's so moody. Like there's like it's all like blacks and oranges of uh, that you know people who've read Afterlife with Archie will know from there. It's the same like really moody tone throughout the whole thing. It's great. I that that might be my favorite issue of of the entire series. I think it's phenomenal. Good stuff. Good stuff. Well, Good I stuff. think that will bring us to the end of mm-hmm. our coverage of, uh, fraction. My only NGOs. complaint
1: is my only real complaint is that they should have called it Hawkeyes. Yeah. Cause there's two mm. of them.
0: Yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. Which is
1: why I, I, I don't know if you noticed that in our, uh, record in our Zencaster room, I did title it Hawkeyes with an S. <laughs> I,
0: I did notice that. Yeah. <laughs> and I agree. It should have been called Hawkeyes. Um, I feel like there's another I can't remember what it is but there's definitely another superhero book that has done that. Yeah. Where it's like two characters who are like a legacy character and the original character and it's pluralized. Yeah,
1: I like I the, feel I, like I, they, I, this has definitely been done before but I I think don't Marvel
0: think. Uh, like I think there was a Captain Marvel one? Maybe? I could be wrong. It might be that. That Marvels might be Marvels, what I'm thinking of, yeah. Maybe. That's what they're doing for the movie. Hmm. Yeah. So check it out. I won't. You won't. <laughs> Look, I, I haven't seen Black Panther yet. I'm not going to see Ant-Man. I'm, I'm calling it quits with MCU movies. We're, we're done.
2: I, I, I said I was done. I'm not going to watch in theaters, but I, was, I still have a Disney Plus subscription, and I opened it up, and it's like, coming soon, Black Panther 2. And I'm like, one of these nights, I'll probably watch that probably yeah. I I know that's the thing is I like i feel like
0: it's the same for me like one day i'm just gonna be like i have nothing to watch and i'm gonna pirate black panther 2 wakanda forever and then i'm gonna do the same with ant-man and the wasp quantum mania see I, I, I don't
2: i don't think i'm gonna do content like I, I don't think so i don't think i'm gonna do a third <laughs> Ant Man movie like yeah the, i guess the thing is like i actually do like the first black panther
0: so like and, I'm, and I'm curious to how they're gonna deal with you know the and also you know. it's got namor and i can't yeah, he looks really cool. I, I like namor yeah yeah. that's yeah, thing
2: they, they
1: censored his junk
2: yeah that's that's fucked up i didn't yeah. know that they
1: censored his bulge john they, did. they edited they did. his that's... bulge out of the movie
2: there's a commercial where he's got a bulge and then they show the same scene oh in the movie God. and it's just like neutered. i'm never watching that movie for that yeah. dude yeah <sighs> the
0: whole thing Namor's whole thing is that he fucks a lot. It's yeah. a
1: Yeah. Disrespect.
0: That is. That's immensely fucked up. I can't
1: believe yeah, you hadn't heard bad. about that.
0: No, I, I missed. It It was entirely. all
1: over Twitter for a while. I, I'm
0: really. I, it's if over for the yeah. MCU. I'm never. Yeah, going yeah, back. yeah. Make that YouTube video and just have the bulge be the the, <laughs> the captain. You being see, like, see, the thing is, I was about to say, like, I. I, I've I've slowly been working myself up to watching Black Adam because I love uh, Doctor Fate so much. like Doctor Fate and Black Adam are characters that I think are awesome
1: yeah. and it was like
0: the same thing for Namor and Black Panther too but knowing this I'm I don't know yeah if you doing. do watch Black Adam let me know but I, I, I okay.
2: I've, I like tried Chris to Brosnan. Turn on,
0: I've tried to turn on Black Adam three nights in a row, and every yeah. time the HBO Max app on my parents' TV gives me the same error that I can't Aired, watch it. But Dwayne I can watch Rock anything Johnson. else on there.
2: Wayne the Rock but, Johnson uh... has burned all his bridges at DC. <laughs> Sorry. It's okay. I've wa- so I've, I've,
0: I've, I've been giving the live-action Titans show the th- a third chance instead. Uh, oh, I... Why? <laughs> <laughs>
1: I want to watch yeah. Doom Patrol, which I hear is good. Hell yeah! They're
0: actually that. they're in the third episode of the Titans live action show. Oh! I, I was really not expecting that. But you have to watch the Titans live action show for
1: that. I so. don't know. I, I don't think I'll go that far.
0: I'm six episodes deep, and I'm starting. It's it's starting to get its hooks in me. Uh, like, sickle Ooh. mode engaged. He's like, ah, yeah. oh. yeah. fuck am Going to be a Titans defender. Oh. That would
1: not surprise me. And that, what you
0: just heard me saying, maybe I'm going to be a Titans defender. That's the sound of the Doomsday Clock. <laughs> uh,
2: <laughs> Sounds different this week. <laughs>
0: um, that's the you know the word. <laughs> it's that we're doing our cry spaces now. I, I, the do- what made, Which is you know is this the
2: day that the bit that, dies? That, huh? yeah. Is this the day the bit dies? Oh yeah, back, sorry. Back? This is the first
0: time we're doing it. Uh, Thank you. Fuck, I forgot. It's it because we didn't um, have
1: written down notes.
2: Yeah, yeah. I, it's
0: because I'm not going off. We usually have like a notes, a show document, but it, it didn't
2: happen this week. That's my fault. We we're, uh, yeah. were
0: this. The last like two or three episodes have been recorded very close to the holiday holiday season, so I don't think any of us are like fully with it, but. Well, nope, never. I'm end. not fully with it. I won't speak for the two of you. Please um, do. But yeah, with first ever cry space. <laughs> <to> <laughs> In summary, some... do either of you have a cry space? I do.
1: I meant, tell us about it. Uh, prior to recording, uh, I mentioned that I've been playing a lot of Splatoon this weekend because as we were recording, it's a there's a Splat Fest this weekend, and uh, I I had a beautiful moment earlier in splatoon where i like got on a team and we had like a seven win streak in a row where we just like everybody stayed on the team and we just kept winning but it was all really like half of them were really clutch wins like it got to the end and i was like i don't think we won that and then it would be like we won by like two two percent or something uh but then my i cried because after seven wins in a row uh one person disconnected which broke up the whole team so damn that it it was uh sad but beautiful those those seven matches in a row that we uh that that we did together
2: wow never forget never
1: forget I don't have their names written down, but one of them was one of the people that I was on a team with. Their handle was Crack Baby. I didn't love that, but you know.
2: But you loved their shooting. Wait until you see some of
0: my Steam
1: names. (laughs) But damn if they didn't play some good Splatoon.
2: You know what? What more can you ask for?
0: What more can you ask? Alex, do you have.
2: What is your oh, cry yeah. space? Uh, my oh, yeah? cry space is comic related. So a little bit little, a little bit off. Oh Mine is two, and I wonder if it's the same thing. Wow. I hope not. I'm reading Batman No Man's Land volume one. Okay. This is uh, ours are
0: different. You,
2: you know, early, early two thousand stuff where where Gotham City's been boom, water, flood, people are leaving. Oh no. It's a no man's land. And uh it's uh it's not great. But it, it is kind of cool that like the villains have carved up gotham city and there's a gang war basically and like like the police are a gang and scarecrow's a gang uh the police are a gang that's the police are a gang and then batman's batman's whole thing now is like everyone thought he was gone but now he's like tagging the city and trying to take back like piece by piece he's taking back Gotham. uh the issue is it is a um crossover series so you have some issues that are really good Really great, and then you have some that are like, "This is dog shit. This is the worst art I've ever seen." Yes, um, which is just—it's unfortunate because it does start off like interesting, and the concept is kind of cool. Um, but I'll give a yeah. That that's my that's my current Christ space. So, are
1: you, John?
0: Mine is that, and at the at this point, this will seem dated, but you may remember the Twitter discourse about M. Preg Joker. Uh, and I, I was, wait, hold
1: I, on, hold on, I. Didn't know there was discourse about Impreg Joker. I just knew that Impreg oh, really? Joker happened. Oh I, my. Well, I need to M-Preg know about the discourse right now.
0: Impreg Joker is a yet another sign that DC comics have been taken over by the yeah and are spoken, driving away.
1: Spoken by people who did not read Batman <laughs> Reptilian, I'm just gonna say. Uh,
0: yeah, 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 yeah. Spoken by people who did not read the comic about Killer Croc giving birth to himself. Fantastic.
2: <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs>
0: um, Look, I'm just going to say like these these comic book readers they are not they are not true sickos like like ourselves on this show. Um, but I I was like I'm kind of okay. I first saw the panel and I was like that looks dumb. I'm no way in hell am I ever reading that. And then I saw the discourse and I'm like, "Oh wow, these people are really freaking out about this. Maybe I should read it." And then I read it and then it was like, "Wait, actually kind of good what? and i was like a little bit upset because okay so first of all this happens in issue four of joker the man who stopped laughing um i thought it was like a new which is a, a, a horrendous title and my cry space is that i'm crying that i like a book with that dumb fucking title um and i can't elaborate much more because at some point i think we have to read this book and talk about it on the show I'm very because sad. it is really weird uh in ways that i like it, it boggles my mind like what is happening in this book
2: so the the for those can i can i say the pregnancy thing yeah can yeah I yeah just, yeah. Yeah, can, yeah, yeah so it's like this is the only part i read it was the was the two pages that probably was on like newsorama or something if that site's still around i don't know oh
0: newsarama cbr yeah, 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 yeah they all ran stories they're about, fantastic even ign had a story about yeah. like
1: that's how i saw about it was because yeah. i saw yeah. a post about the ign story <laughs>
2: It's, so it, the Joker God wants a kid, but Enzatana's is like you're never going to have a kid with someone else and puts a spell that like he can't have a kid with someone else, but that makes the universe be like that means he can reproduce with himself because of the magic and then he 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 pukes out a Joker. And that's all I so got. So it is just and like
1: Batman I, reptilian.
2: I'm hooked. Exactly. It's it, it is shockingly like Batman <laughs> reptilian. <laughs>
1: Like, read batman reptilian on this
0: show. of course we should reread batman reptilian
2: <laughs> if i haven't read batman reptilian, we're both short we, though so we can maybe do a double header oh, like this. we could
0: oh,
1: sicko load
2: oh. du- uh, batman and yeah. an, All-Star?
0: an impreg oh, double that?
1: feature
0: <laughs> look I- i'm just gonna say we will talk about these at some point in the future it may be a long time so in the meantime Please go find yourself a copy of Batman. I have,
2: Honestly, like I, I have, yeah. Sorry, I, I no, have no, no, issue of Batman that's worth a lot of money. Buy the one where Joker's giving birth. It's going to be worth money. That's your that's your financial advice this week. I
1: hate know. to uh, I hate to interrupt this beautiful conversation we're having, but I have a real time cry space right now. Uh, one of my oh, friends just gifted me on Steam, a les- uh, super lesbian animal RPG. And I'm very excited about that.
0: I, you would be, I believe. That's a that sounds like a perfect Steam Deck game. Have
1: you have you not heard about this game? I don't know. What it it is. just came out. It's called Super Lesbian Animal RPG, and it's adorable. And I oh was, my
2: gosh, this is this is up here. I own. know,
1: right? I was gonna play it eventually, but I one of my friends uh, just gifted it to me in the middle of this recording, <laughs> so as a, a late Christmas present. So
0: I'm looking at this on Steam, and this does extremely look like your shit. I
1: know. It's like I made it.
2: <laughs> <laughs> anyway,
1: so <clears throat> I guess we've reached the end of our episode.
2: Did you hear that yep. sound? We're done. <laughs> <laughs>
1: That's
2: the sound of the episode being
0: over. Good you can night. find us on Twitter at crying Book Club. Uh, I am at Mountain Dew Laker on Twitter. Emily is at Mpandanada. Alex is at Alex Hansiak. Uh, You can find some of our other stuff Uh, Emily and I are on Letterboxd Uh, She is Pandabore I am JL Botville Emily is also Twitch at Pandabore Where you can watch her play visual novels Like the Ace Attorney games And maybe super Lesbian animal action RPG romance (laughs) What is the name of this two, thing again? Two of those
1: words were not in the title, but you gave a valiant effort. Okay, <laughs> I'm super sorry.
0: Super lesbian animal RPG.
1: There's yeah. no romance or
0: that's action.
1: No, there's Does no have, action no. or romance in the okay. title, but no. I assume Presumably,
0: there was- I think I was just extrapolating because the game looks like it has action and or romance. I assume there not. is
1: action and romance in the game.
0: Yeah. Um, I don't know if Emily will be streaming that. It I mean, sounds like maybe not stream appropriate, but I'm not entirely
2: sure. Oh, I hey! It that doesn't
1: look not safe for work, just because it has the word lesbian in it. John Yo, Luke. You can't
2: say that word on a podcast, Emily. Jeez. Okay. Uh... <laughs>
0: You hear that sound and and yeah that's that's it what are we doing next time hold on also
1: i i have confirmed that uh by the time this episode is out uh i there should be episodes of uh that looks terrible like oh yeah and also there will
0: be episodes of imagine me and utina and fresh podcast
1: yes also uh, but there are
0: already episodes of
1: yes yes
0: going back years all that (laughs) many years if you already missed Chad from the last episode, you can get more Chad on Imagine Me New Tonight. Yeah! The only podcast
2: he's on.
1: It, well, also, uh, Imagine Me and Yuri Kuma, also Chad came on. Oh, wow. Yeah, I know. Chad's he's making the rounds. The podcast. Yeah, mm-hmm. he's making bank. <laughs> yeah, I definitely <laughs> can afford to pay people. Chad's
0: living off his podcast appearances. <laughs> Oh, thank you, everybody, for listening. We'll talk to you next in week. Weeks. Goodbye. Witch Hat no? Atelier. No, two yeah. weeks in two weeks. Two not weeks, next weeks. week. Witch
2: Hat Atelier. Witch Hat Oh atelier. yeah, we're doing, We're going back to Witch Manga.
1: Atelier. I'm so excited. Which means uh that John Luke is probably going to hate it. <laughs> I, I don't know. I read it yet I you're, can't say you're allowed to hate things. I don't think I actually don't think you'll hate this one. I just assume you're gonna That's hate good. everything I pick.
2: Find out the truth in two weeks. Yeah. <laughs> you'll know in two weeks. yeah
0: next time on
2: crying the book club. Yeah. Oh, God, I hate comics.
0: <laughs> I love them so much.